My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Oh my gosh, we have an amazing guest coming on today. Simon Ladder, you know, he has over 25 years as a uh, cybersecurity headhunter um, experience, as well as he is the host and producer of the Conference Room podcast, which he, I'm going to let Simon dig into this, but he just got some really exciting news in regards to that today. So uh, if, welcome onto the show, Simon. How's it going? Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. Hey, Brittany, thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. I mean, this is a pleasure and we're going to have some great takeaways. We'll go over what's working, you know, some of the challenges. I mean, you have a lot of experience in your um, um, business with over 25 years. So you have a lot of knowledge that'll add a lot of value to my listeners. And that's what I'm looking for. And I mean, you had some really exciting news today in regards to the podcast. Do you mind, you know, jumping in and telling us a bit about that and then heading into your background and your story? How did you get to where you are today? Because you're kicking butt out there and I'd love to share with everyone listening. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, welcome this morning to an email that said that, uh, the conference room, which was formed and started and launched in the fall of 2020. So it's not even had its second birthday yet. Um, it was just registered by Listen Notes, which is the kind of the chart, the authority on uh, on podcasts. Uh, it was just certified as being in the top 0.5% of all podcasts around the world. Absolutely amazing. Congratulations with having a podcast for only less than two years. Like the possibilities are endless. And for you to accomplish that in such a short time period, that's just absolutely incredible. So really excited for you, you know, and um, everything that's going to come from this. So tell me a little bit about your background and your story. Yeah. Okay. So um, I am British, as you can probably tell from the accent. Uh, living in Vegas and um, <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah and then um, so I've been a headhunter for 25 years um, I uh, I am one of the founders of a cybersecurity headhunting company called Salisi Human Capital and the company has been hugely successful um, we started in 2005 and over the last uh, well now 17 years uh, really built the company up and we've got great guns and for the most part the majority of our business was through um, networking word of mouth. We did very, very little advertising. And then in March of 2020, when the pandemic hit, um, as, as is normal, whenever times are tough, one of the first things to stop is hiring. And it's also one of the last things to start up when things get better. Right. So right. very quickly, we realized we needed to find an, a way of staying relevant to our, um, to our client base. So luckily, we had enough in the kitty. We had enough um, kind of squirreled away. Um, so we weren't going to kind of go out of business, but we had time on our hands. And so I kind of put myself through social media school and where, before I knew nothing about it. 
And during that time, I uh, was advised and all of the kind of, um, all of the intelligent uh, advice I was given was go on podcasts. And I knew nothing at all about podcasting. I knew, I, I didn't even mm-hmm. know really what podcast was. Um, so I immersed myself in podcasting. Um, I guested on a lot of podcasts. And what came back time and time again was, oh, you're really good. You should have your own podcast, right? So in the summer of 2020, I thought, okay, so I'll start a podcast. Go with what you know. So I started a, uh, started recording a podcast all about hiring, okay? And it was awful. It was terrible. Honestly, thank God, none of it ever saw the light of day, all right? I didn't broadcast any of them. I didn't put them out there because they were frankly horrendous okay it was basically me just talking about interviewing and hiring and resumes and all that and after about five or six episodes it was like this is just not this is just not for me so i kind of threw the whole thing in the trash thank god that did because they were terrible but i continued guessing other people's podcasts and what i'd started to do was ask the people that wanted me to be on the podcast um, if they would just allow me 10, 15 minutes before or after the show just to pick their brains. And so right. I started to build up a picture of what a good podcast was, what best practice was, and completely reframed the podcast that I wanted to do. And I realized that what I wanted to do wasn't actually to talk about hiring, but just to talk to really cool and interesting people about something I really was passionate about, which was business growth. And that's how the conference room started. So um, it's a very conversational podcast, primarily because that's just the way I enjoy talking to people. It's not particularly scripted, some structure to it, but not too much. And um, it's, for me, it's really the podcast I would like to listen to, okay? Um, Because it's talking about subject matter that I'm really passionate about. And I'm lucky enough that I've had some incredible guests um, on, on the podcast. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what audience growth strategy you have, and I think we've got a pretty good one given the results that we've we've managed to achieve. But the product has to be good, and for us, I think the reason why our product is so good is in part because I'd like to think I'm a pretty good interviewer because I've been interviewing professionally for 25 years, but also because we've just been able to attract such incredible guests, and it's ultimately. I provide the platform for the guests to shine, and they do. And it's really that that attracts the kind of growth that we've been able to achieve. This is incredible. You know, it's so important to have guests come on that are really aligned with your, even obviously all different kinds of guests come on, different businesses, but really finding the the guests that are a good fit for your show and who are really going to add value to your listeners and align with what you're looking for. So being able to get crystal clear on who it is you want to invite on is, is really important, I would say. And by doing that, look at the success you you have, right? So Simon, tell me a bit about, you know, how you find these. I mean, what what is your strategy behind finding these incredible guests? So I think it's worth it's worthwhile just um, considering for a moment what my own background is. Okay, um, I just took the practices that we use in headhunting and brought it into podcasting. Right. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, 
headhunting ultimately is about selling research. It's selling knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm placing, you know, an employee, an employee into an organization and I'm getting paid to do that. Or my organization is getting paid to do that. Um, but fundamentally, what I am providing is knowledge and knowledge comes from research. It's that simple. All right. So we just took exactly the same approach into podcasting. We figured out what our pitch was. We then rigorously researched into who we wanted to appear on our podcast. We approached them. We interview them to determine whether or not they're a fit. And if they are, we manage their expectations as to what it's going to look like, how it's going to work. And then we record the podcast. So um, that's, I mean, I know it sounds really easy and simple. It's because it is. All right. That's what we did. All right. So exactly the same structure and formula that we use to such great effect in uh, in our headhunting and search business is exactly that para- that that exactly that same system that we use for um, for the podcast. Absolutely incredible, and like you said, it is a simple process, and it's quite similar to ours. You know, um, with with your podcast, you know. You kind of touched on when you started and how it's going. Uh, you know, what have been any challenges that you know some of our listeners might also be going through or have gone through themselves or might experience, you know, with with starting a podcast or you know how the podcast might affect the business when you're up and running it at the beginning or getting to that next level? Okay, that's a great question. So um speaking for ourselves. Um, and also knowing that this is reflectant amongst um, the clients that uh, that we have within Viva Podcast, the most common problems that we have experienced and we've seen would include things like um, first. Okay, first of all, we had no idea what we were doing at the beginning. We we honestly we were groping in the dark. We had no idea. Okay, and the beginning, um, there's a combination of the things that you know that you don't know. All right. For example, I know I need to edit, but I don't know how to do it versus there are things that you don't even know that you don't know. OK, so navigating through all of that um, was was a bit of a, a bit of a minefield. OK, um, so like at the very, very beginning. Yeah, we knew we'd have to edit the podcast. But then it was like when people talked about distribution and RSS feeds, I'd never even heard of them. So it wasn't even as if, oh, I know I need an RSS feed or I need to find a distribution platform, but I don't know what it is. I didn't even know, I, I didn't even know what this thing needed to be. All right. So, so there is, it's not just figuring out the answers to the questions, but also knowing that there's a whole bunch of questions you don't even know yet. All right. So that's really the, 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 the first thing. Um, once I kind of navigated through that, the second thing was trying to figure out what our product was and what and what needs it would address to our audience okay so remember i hadn't i wasn't really in the social media world at that point or in 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 marketing i hadn't really kind of um got too kind of knee deep into it at that point okay so when people talked about customer avatar that wasn't really a concept I was particularly familiar with because I'd never really had to have been, okay? So once we kind of realized that was something we needed to do, 
really dialing in our customer avatar and dialing it in and dialing it in and niching and niching and niching down was something that I became almost obsessive about. Okay. Right. Um, even to the point where we decided that we were going to create literally an avatar. Okay. We got, we downloaded a picture off of Google images and we decided, right, who is our listener? Not our listeners. We decided we were going to talk to one person. Now there are, as of yesterday, 8 billion people on the planet. So however far you niche down to your one person, there's going to be many, many others like them. Okay. But we decided we were going to talk to one person and that person, we were going to know what we just decided for it to be a male because I'm a male. It could have just easily been a female, but we wanted to know. And we figured out, we dialed in his hopes, his dreams, his needs, what keeps him awake at night, what he's looking to do. Um, we even had it down to what his level of income was. We knew what blogs he read, what Facebook groups he was likely to be part of, where he was on LinkedIn. We had that so dialed in. We even gave him a name, George. We knew everything about George, okay? George basically became like an imaginary best friend, okay? So we really dialed it down, all right? And then the next stage was figuring out the why. Now, this, this, this is something that that makes me laugh because when I look around the world now of like people wanting to grow their business or people wanting to be on, uh, you know, people wanting to grow a podcast or whatever it is, you'll find these gurus talking like, yeah, you got to know you why, you got to know you why, right? I'm sorry, no one gives a rat's anything about what your why is. The only why you should care about is the why of your customers, okay? I need to know George's why, okay? Not my own. Who cares about my why? Okay, that might be the thing that motivates me and gets me up in the morning, but nobody else cares. So I need to really understand what George's why was, okay? And fundamentally, the answer to that question is what the transformation I want him to have achieved by listening to my podcast, by listening to any episode of my podcast. And if my podcast cannot drive him towards that transformation, then I've not given him a reason why he should have tuned in and why he'll then tune into the next one and why he'll subscribe and why he'll share and why he'll be a cheerleader for my podcast. Okay. So fundamentally, that was the dialing that in, understanding that and executing that was another significant challenge. Once we got that dialed in, a lot of the rest of it became relatively easy because it's akin to getting into a car and then just driving, but not knowing where you're driving to. That became our North Star. That became the GPS coordinates, the address that we've tapped into the GPS. Now, getting there, of course, there are challenges. Okay. Right now, you're in Canada, right? I mean, they. You betcha. Right, it's probably what I would imagine a twenty-four hour drive from me to you right now. So if I got in my oh, car, yeah. right now, probably take me twenty-four hours to get to you. But it's going to take me a darn sight longer if I haven't put your address in my GPS. And even if I do, I'm likely to come across traffic. I'm likely to come across some road closures. As I get further and further north, I'm likely to come across weather issues. Okay, these are all things that I'm gonna have to figure out and navigate. I've never put uh, chains on my tires. I wouldn't know how to do that. 
So I'll figure it out. I'll call someone. I'll get the assistance I need. But all of that is still because I'm driving towards my destination. I know exactly what my destination is. Without my destination, I'm I'll never get there. I'm toast. Okay. Understanding your customer, your listener, my George is why that's my GPS coordinates. That's going to get me there. Everything I'm doing, whether it's putting fuel in the car, whether it's packing enough food to get there, whether it's making sure that I've got the chains on when it starts to snow, whether it's avoiding traffic or dealing with traffic or anything else that comes and hits you, as long as I've got my destination clearly defined and really dialed in, then I know ultimately I'm going to get there. I'm so, so happy you went over that because you are 100% right. And I stand behind you on that. It's so important to really, like you said, they don't give a shit what your why is. They give it, we have to care and see what their why is. What is, what are, what are their pain points? What are they missing? What, where's the gap? What is their goal? Where's their destination? As soon as you understand it, that makes a world of difference, you know? And, and as soon as you understand it and care and know, okay, I can help this person. I surely can change your life instead of just trying to make a sale, you know, because of your why and what you need. It's, it's simple. It's a no brainer, right? Like that doesn't work. You have to understand the needs of your client and your customer and actually care to help them. And you know what? This works irrespective of the subject matter of your podcast now people can easily fall into the misconception of well that only works with podcasts that are actually trying to help people so if you've got podcasts like the conference room where the object of the exercise is to help companies scale and grow or help entrepreneurs you know scale their businesses fine that could work for someone that does you know fitness or someone that's doing a podcast about growing podcasts or whatever right when there's a clear objective but it's equally applicable if your podcast is talking about any a, a hobby or, or an area of interest, politics, um, celebrity interviews, um, tracking episode by episode of a particular TV show. All right. If you look through the top 20 podcasts just by listenership, very, very few of them. I think maybe um, a small handful are I can help you achieve X, okay? Most of them are talking about stuff, whether it's Joe Rogan or whether it's um, Office Ladies where they're talking about episodes of The Office, okay? Another great podcast from a couple of years ago was The West Wing Weekly where week by week, they uh, one of the cast of The Office together with another professional podcaster watched episodes of, uh, sorry, I can't remember The West Wing, and another podcaster went through episodes of, of The West Wing, but they really understood why people were dining in. It's because they wanted to understand more about behind the scenes on that TV show, all right? So the transformation they were, they were, they were promising was, you will know more about this episode, you'll know all the inside track and whatever else, at the end, you will have at the beginning. That's still a transformation, okay? People that listen to um dave chappelle's podcast people that listen to bill burr's podcast that's also promising a transformation you will have laughed four times by the end than you will have at the beginning all right there's a uh, there is a transformation that is that is promised and delivered 
by any successful podcast. The ones that aren't haven't understood what transformation their listeners want or their audience wants, mm-hmm. or they don't deliver it. And fundamentally, if you look at any high-performing podcast, if you listen to any high-performing podcast, you will know what transformation they are committing to in this value exchange. Give me X minutes of your time, I will give you that in return. Okay? And what they're giving you as a transformation, you will be a different person by the end of it in whatever way than you will have been at the beginning. And that's what podcasts, successful podcasts, promise deliver so true you know you got to get that promise and delivery down and you know yeah i love the way you covered all of that for us you know everything that you mentioned is it's so true it's so true and the delivery is is the the promise and the delivery is just it's it's so important now Tell me a little bit about, you know, what your sales process looks like. Walk me through it and how it's been so successful within the, you know, tied into the podcast and, and that thing. I know you touched on it. In in what respect? Well, when you get people on interviews and stuff like that, do you often book sales calls with them afterwards? um, If there's a, an area that you can help them with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We, um, our, our monetization strategy mm-hmm. covers Tell me both, about that. Yeah, our monetization strategy covers both um, our guests and also our audience, okay? Um, and what, what's interesting is, um, okay, there are, as you know, there are a number of different monetization um, routes that one can take from a podcast, Okay. Um, it's not just um, have a sponsor and, um, and you know, you're good to go, all right? Um, sponsorship actually um, is probably, for most people, the least effective form yeah. of monetization, okay? Um, despite the fact it's the one that people think of when they start podcast. I've got a podcast, I want to monetize, I'm going to try and get sponsored. First thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've noticed as well. You know, the first thing that comes to their mind, sponsorship, sponsor. Yeah. And it's, and it's not very effective. And it's, for most people, it's the least effective. It's the most restrictive. And it's the hardest to get. And it's on the pace of the least. Okay. So, um, okay. If you are Joe Rogan and you're sponsored by Spotify because you're on Spotify exclusively, yeah. You can get, you know, what was he on, like $5 million, uh, $5 million a year, okay? But Joe Rogan is the number one podcast in the world with however many millions and millions of, uh, of downloads per episode. So, you know, most people are not there, all right? Um, there are a number of different monetization strategies, okay? And the likelihood is whether, no, no not the likelihood, the absolute certainty is that if you dial in your um your why you understand your customer you dial in the why and you are following a um a realistic growth system that's going to get you the audience numbers that you want or you come with uh, you know you you have an established audience anyway from linkedin or instagram or or uh, an email uh, list that you can bring to your podcast the likelihood is that you will find much quicker 
and more lucrative results using other monetization strategies. <laughs> For example, um, one strategy that is very, very useful and very um, um, effective is affiliate marketing. So if you're podcasting about a particular thing, then finding aligned brands that, as you said before, align with your values, um, that could be a great way to be an affiliate, uh, to, to, to create affiliate revenue, okay? Um, primarily because the one thing that um, audiences are increasingly savvy about is when their podcasts are effectively brand whores, okay? Nobody wants to feel, oh, the only reason why you are advertising this particular product is because you're selling our attention to that particular organization, okay? So, for example, if let's say, uh, okay, case in point, right? Just, as a, just a, as a silly example, right? You probably see behind me, I've got these three pictures over here, right? Okay, those are pictures of myself and my, uh, my late father. Um, he and I uh, um, went to a number of different distilleries in Scotland. That's McCallum, okay? Uh, I can't remember what these two were. Uh, that's Abalor, and I think that might be uh, Edward Bauer, okay? So um, my dad and I were very much into whiskey, uh, single malt whiskey, and you probably see behind me, I've got some whiskey over there, all right? <laughs> I decided I wanted to start a podcast about whiskey, right? Then I and, and I'm talking about whiskey. Then it makes sense for me to have affiliate links to buying whiskey or buying um, a tour of Scotland. You know, having a, a, a tour from a uh, from you know around different distilleries or maybe some really nice whiskey glasses. You know, these will be appropriate affiliate links, right? But if I suddenly had one for pineapple flavored Smirnoff vodka. People would be like, what the heck? You know, why on earth, how on earth is that connected? If this is a whiskey podcast, why are you throwing out something about, oh, if you want your tires changed, go to Bob's Tires. What on earth has that got to do with whiskey? All right. Well, how does that align with our brand? Clearly, Simon, all you're doing is selling our um, attention. You're not adding value to us. Okay. However, if I said, so today we're going to be talking about McCallum. Now, I had a 25-year Macallan, and I had it in a pretty nice glass. However, what I can tell you is I tried Bob's crystal glasses, and it really enhanced my experience. People will be thinking, okay, well, that makes sense. Maybe I'll buy it, maybe I won't, but I can understand why Simon, at the same time as talking about drinking a 25-year Macallan, is also talking about really nice crystal glass whiskey that he said he's tried, sorry, crystal, gla crystal glasses, that he said he's tried and has enhanced his experience. It it supports the brand and in turn it supports the audience and audiences appreciate that what they don't appreciate is being effectively um trafficked um to or their attention trafficked to a uh, um to an advertiser for no real reason incredible Thank you for sharing that. This is great. You know, so much value that you're adding my audience. Um, so it's really exciting, you know. Uh, tell me a little bit about your biggest focus and desire for 2023 in regards to the podcast and your business. Oh, what a great question. Okay. So <laughs> I'm really glad you asked me that because it gives me an opportunity to shamelessly log Viva Podcast. So um, um We've seen an explosive growth in podcasting over the last two, three years, um, including the conference room. And um, 
we have we've really we've really dialed in exactly how um, to scale a podcast to share our message and to monetize what we're doing. Okay, and the single biggest challenge that we found when we've been talking to other podcasters because I guess on other people's podcasts as I'm doing right now and thank you very much again for having me Brittany um and other podcasts pleasure and other podcasters come on to my podcast uh, onto mine as well and we're in the same groups we're hanging out in the same places and we're all we're all talking right the challenge is that a lot of people don't know how to scale what they find is Okay, so we launched and we got 50, 60 people. And that was a great start. And then in our fourth week, we managed to get that up to 68 people. And then, you know, we did a ton of posts on Facebook and a ton of posts on Instagram. And we, we made trailers and we, we did highlight clips and we did this and this. And we got up to 71 people. And we plateaued at that. And then we went down a little bit and then went up a little bit. And I brought in a guest and they brought in 11 more people. But then when they left, it went down and... Okay, and people just hit this plateau, all right? And there's one very simple reason for that. When you launch a podcast, the people that listen are your friends and your family, okay? Brittany, if you started a podcast about, about I don't know, carpet, your best friend would tune in, okay? Not because they care about carpet, it's because they love you and they want to support you. So it doesn't matter what your podcast is about. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be your, your cheerleaders. In fact, they're probably not even listening, probably just turning on and turning the volume down just so you get a download, all right? Right. Um, and they're certainly not going to buy any of your affiliate products. If you say, hey, I've just got this lovely new carpet or I've got this wonderful new vacuum cleaner that can, that can clean my carpet beautifully, your friends aren't going to listen to it because they're not carpet enthusiasts. I don't know why I picked carpet, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> but, but my point being, those initial people that jump in and listen to your podcast are highly unlikely to be your cheerleaders or even your ideal audience none of those first people i would think maybe a few of them were but the vast majority of people that listened to episode one of the conference room when it launched i would imagine very few of them were george george probably didn't come until episode four five six ten twenty okay it was really when we dialed in how to find and add value to George and all of the Georges that are out there, which probably took us to somewhere in the mid-20s or early 30s of, of podcast episodes, that's when we saw a seed change. That was the tipping point. That's when we really started to see explosive growth. That's when we went from a few hundred to over a thousand listeners. Okay. And, it, and the trajectory just went out from there. Okay. Um, so the reason why I'm telling you all of this is because we create, once we really understood this and we saw what was happening, we documented and systematized everything we were doing. And for that reason, um, with all this knowledge, we decided to spread the wealth, to spread the joy. And from that, we created, from here in Las Vegas, we created Viva Podcasts, V-I-V-A Podcasts, which is um, a consulting and production agency specifically for people who either want to start a podcast and as well as don't know, they don't even know everything that they don't know, or, or and people who have a podcast, but it's hit a plateau 
either in terms of audience numbers or in terms of monetization. Maybe they haven't even monetized, they've tried and it's not really gone anywhere. I was actually talking to somebody um, just before you and I jumped on here um, who's hit exactly that, okay? Um, he's plateaued a few hundred uh, in terms of listeners and his, he can't even get a sponsor. I mean, to be, honest, to be honest, I actually told him that he probably shouldn't even try. But yeah, uh, there are much better ways. But for all of these people, and there are thousands, probably even millions of people out there that have a podcast, but it's not achieving their audience and monetization goals. Some people don't want to monetize. They just want to spread the word, but they're not spreading it widely enough. Then Viva Podcasts is here to help. And the best way to find us is to go on Facebook and go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash scale share monetize with a Z. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash scale share monetize. And we're in there. Amazing. Simon, this interview has been absolutely just everything that I've been looking for. So I'm really happy, you know, you were able to take this time to jump on, share your knowledge, share your value uh, and uh, your inspiration and everything like that with my listeners, because that's exactly what I'm looking for. So thank you. It's a pleasure. If I can just finish with one tiny thing, all I would say is, I know I came with a background in headhunting and I know that I've been kind of professionally interviewing for 25 years and researched on these other things, but one thing I can absolutely tell you is, if I can do this, anyone can do it. It's so true, honestly. If anyone can do it. If you can do it, anyone can do it. I mean, you just got to dial in, figure out that why. You know, if you're struggling with, you know, everything that Simon had mentioned, he can help you out. Dial in, talk to him, pick it from there, you know. Um, so, this is exciting because Viva is going to just blow up in the next year here. And what, sorry, tell me again, your biggest focus with Viva for the next year. I know what you're doing with it, but is there any certain like goals exactly that you want to hit with Viva by 2023? Yeah, we want to take the, we want to, our objective is to have a hundred thousand new listeners cumulatively to our podcast clients. That's our goal. Amazing. That's exciting. Oh, I can't wait. Um, Simon, thanks again. This has been this has been such a pleasure. It's so exciting to get um get to know you a bit better, get to hear about your journey and and what you got going on because you're podcast for less than two years which is crazy with all the things that you have going on right now um and how successful it has been so such an inspiration thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on is there any other ways that um i know you mentioned where to reach you on facebook for anyone interested in connecting is there any other ways that you wanted to add or just facebook facebook group is the best place to find me perfect perfect well thank you so much simon it's been such a pleasure and um I can't wait to keep in contact and, you know, hear what's going on in 2023 with Viva. Thank you very much, Brendan. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. Amazing. Amazing. No problem. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like brilliant Simon Ladder did today, uh, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much, Simon. 
Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.